And good evening. You're listening to 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver's UBC Campus Radio. The show is Stereoscopic Radio. I'm your host, Darren. Uh, it was a nice day today. It wasn't terribly hot, although all the flowers on my balcony wilted, but there you go. Um, so yeah, we're continuing our month-long look at uh, Canadian garage rock and canned uh, psych of the 1960s. So, uh, first episode two weeks ago was the Maritimes in English Quebec. Last week was French Quebec. Tonight we land in the center of the known universe, Ontario. Yes, I'm being sarcastic, but whatever. Um, in the 60s, it was even more so that than it is today. Uh, but Starting off the show, uh, Jackie Shane and uh, New Way of Lovin'. Jackie Shane, an American expatriate who had a rock and band R&B soul review uh, that used to play in downtown Toronto in the 1960s, and he was pretty much the... Uh, uh, <clears throat> how do I put it? It's It's one of these things where when you play stuff that came out in the 60s, um, and a lot of it, that would have been recorded would have been devoted to original music. This is the legacy of the Beatles. Um, the bands that wrote their own material and recorded it. This is the legacy that we're left with is these bands who, you know, recorded a single or whatever, uh, but it was their own stuff. And these bands basically represented maybe a fifth of the total music that was out there in the sixties. This is the impression I get. Um, doing research on the 60s. And, you know, the one thing that was king in all the nightclubs, the dance halls and that, and that was R&B. It was certainly so in Vancouver. Vancouver was like R&B central. It was all these R&B and soul acts owned Hastings Street between like Main and Powell, no, not Main and Powell, Main and like Abbott Street. Um, I, I know it seems hard to believe now when you look at the like the latrine it's become in recent years, but that was basically it. And uh, Toronto was no exception. Certainly Montreal was no exception all over North America and into Europe. It was, uh, you know, bands grinding out covers of, you know, in the midnight hour and stuff like that, that, you know, people would basically go out and drink and dance and pick up their date for the evening too. And um, Jackie Shane, obviously part of that uh, tradition but a step further, because he was, you know, he, he recorded a couple of classics. Um, I don't know if that one was released or whatever. It's kind of uh, unclear to me if that was actually released as a single. But uh, he was, he left us with at least one classic single any other way. If you want to hear a really, you know, great thing that was recorded in Canada, or I think it was recorded in Canada, check out Any Other Way. Um, and Jackie Shane, a trailblazer in other respects, too, because... Uh, he effectively, and to my knowledge, was probably the first person, um, he was a cross-dresser. He was probably the first person to, a male to appear in drag on Canadian TV. And I don't, I think he got away with it because simply the, um, uh, the technicians and the staff at whatever TV station, uh, were too clueless to pick up on it. Um, if you go on YouTube and enter Jackie Shane walking the dog, you will see Jackie Shane in a dress singing walking the dog, the R and B standard. And, uh, that was basically his thing. He was, he was not, you know, I mean, he didn't make a, he wasn't advertising it, but at the same time he just did it. Um, that was, that was his identity. That was his image. That was his, you know, act, but it was also the way he lived it. 
Um, and unfortunately, the Canadian authorities eventually caught on to this and being a um, an American in Canada with no actual uh, documented legal right to work in Canada, he was deported very, very quickly. And he's still alive today. I can't remember. Somebody found out where he is um, as of, I think, maybe 10 years ago or sooner than that. But um, he is alive. And he basically, that, I think, crushed him. He just went back to his uh, mother's place in the States. And um, that's where he's been since then, where he's been living with his aunt. Um, so there you go. That's an important piece of, you know, Canadian musical and social history for you. But uh, we're going to carry on because uh, this is sort of the, you know, if you're talking about Ontario, this is like the city that launched a lot of careers. Um, it launched a lot of careers in Canada. There were a lot of bands on the scene, you know, playing classic venues like the Cock Door or, um, you know, up and down Yorkville Village. Um I'll get to that in a bit, but, um, you know, it was also the springboard for a lot of uh, talent to go on to bigger and greater things in the U.S., but we're going to start off with something a little bit more homegrown. This is a band called The Ardells with Piece of Jewelry. She lied. Wow, to the world outside. Hey, it's just a piece of jewelry. She took my ring and said she loved me. She loved me with all, all of her heart. Next week she threw it in my face. She said that we were bound to fight. I remember my desire. Wow, to the world outside. Just 
liveband.com is Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. New shows are added daily by the city's most active promoters, musicians, and by the driving force of the music scene, the fans. Liveband.com's listings are different because they are integrated with profiles updated by bands and business owners as they promote upcoming events. Check out the archives to see how closely we've worked within the community to put on the shows you love. Visit LiveMusicVancouver.com for the latest independent and major label event listings. LiveVan.com, Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. Are you looking for a volunteer opportunity that fits your schedule? Being a big sister takes less time than you think, and you can choose the volunteer opportunity that fits your life. Spend just one hour a week as a study buddy, tutor, or two hours a week as a big sister. Check out the various mentoring programs at Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland and find a volunteer position and a little sister that will suit you to a T. Visit bigsisters.bc.ca for more information today.
<coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, got back into that too quickly. <coughs> Hello. Uh, <coughs> screw it. <coughs> I'm sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Um, started off with, uh, the Ardells with piece of jewelry followed by the Liverpool set and, uh, 17 years to the end. That one, that one's a personal favor of mine. Just completely nuts drum breaks in that. And, um, from Sault Ste. Marie after that, the, um, the amen or the um, amen. I don't know how you pronounce it, but, uh, they were from Sault Ste. Marie. So just to throw something in there, that's not necessarily Toronto centric, uh, for the show. But, uh, if you want to find out more about them, go on garagehangover.com. There's a bunch of acts, um, on that, um, on that site, uh, which are from elsewhere in Ontario. I know there's one from Sudbury. Um, there's a couple of like those rogues, for example. Um, there's like Thunder Bay, Sault Ste. Marie, um, Sudbury, as I mentioned, represented there, um, which unfortunately didn't make it onto the show tonight. There's just such a breadth of stuff from Ontario to play that, uh, I'm going to be able to cover, uh, Sault Ste. Marie and Ottawa, or the Ottawa Valley later on in the show, but um, it's going to be quite Toronto-centric. But just to prove that it's not, there was the Amen with Carnivals and Cotton Candy. And that last one there was Luke and the Apostles from their one, um, well, the one single they released during the first in- incarnation of the band, um, Been Burnt. That was an interesting story because they were discovered by Paul Rothschild, the uh, producer from Electro Records, who worked with The Doors, who worked with Love, um, probably worked with Pat Kilroy. Um, I'd have to check up on that. But um, he discovered them in Toronto and was so excited by them, he phoned Jack Holtzman uh, long distance to uh, Los Angeles and had... Luke Gibson, the singer, uh, sing that song down the telephone, and that was their audition. They got a record contract based on him doing that. Um, it only really lasted for one, uh, that one single, and they broke up. They got back together later on, I think in 1970, and um, had a uh, had a bit of resurgence in the sort of like, you know, FM-oriented uh, hard rock sort of idiom as it were. But uh, Luke Gibson, in the meantime, he was playing with, um, he did some work with Kensington Market, who you're going to be hearing from later on in the show. And their guitarist, Mike McKenna, um, went on to partner up with uh, Joe Mendelson and ended up forming a band called Mainline, which I'm not going to be able to get to again. But uh, if you want to check out like lengthy blues jams, uh, check out uh, the band Mainline. It could also be billed as Mendelson McKenna Mainline. But uh, there you go. Um, back to the music. Oh, yeah, this one. A uh, Speaking of bands that used um, sort of around at the time that I'm playing who springboarded onto other things in the 70s, um, A Passing Fancy um, ended up achieving some greater fame in the 70s as a, a foot in cold water. And if you listen to that station, uh, <coughs> Rock 101, um, then uh, you'll be familiar with that load of crap but uh, in the meantime they did some decent stuff in the 60s and this is it i'm losing tonight from the one album they actually managed to put out in the in 1967 
I'm Peter Mansbridge, and you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
Yeah, you're listening to 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver. The show is Stereoscopic Readout, and this is Volume 3, Part 3 in our continuing series this month on the uh, Canadian garage rock and psych of the 1960s. Uh, We're going coast to coast, and tonight we are focusing on Ontario. That was a brief set... um, starting with a passing fancy uh, out of Toronto with I'm Losing Tonight, um, A Stitch in Time, which uh, they were a Halifax band who were lured to uh, Toronto by Yorkville Records. Um, Yorkville was sort of a um, homegrown, I guess, uh, they were an independent label uh, based out of Toronto. They are really good sort of uh, chronicler, chroniclers of the Yorkville scene at the time. Um we're going to be uh, well. We're going to be hearing from another a number of other bands, including the uh, the Ugly Ducklings, in a moment, um, who were uh, signed to Yorkville. But uh, Yorkville lured them to Toronto, and um, they didn't end up doing very much for Yorkville other than recording that single, which was a cover of the Beatles' "Got to Get You in My Life" um, from the Revolver album, uh, mainly because they wanted something. They wanted a release to back up the apparently. Um, exorbitant uh, fees that they were charging for live appearances around Southern Ontario at the time. Um, But unfortunately they never really got very far with the album that they tried to record for Yorkville. So that's really all we got is that. And there's another song floating around out there somewhere. I think it's on the wild Canada series of uh, compilations. Um, British mod beats was the last thing you heard there. They were from St. Catharines. That was their cover of, uh, Spencer Davis group, sorry, with uh, somebody help me. Um, now, as I mentioned, uh, Ugly Ducklings were another band signed to Yorkville Records there for a bit, and uh, they sort of have stood the test of time as being maybe the most um, idiomatic garage band that was around in the uh, Yorkville scene in the mid-60s from like 66 through to 68. Um, they kind of became the biggest band uh biggest underground band in toronto for a bit there and uh, i think their high point was in 66 when they opened for uh the rolling stones at the peony gardens in uh, toronto um in fact one of their guitarists looked almost exactly like brian jones so uh he decided to uh you know punk the crowd a little bit during that show looking out uh, from between the curtains before they went on stage and driving the kids wild but um, they sort of ended up packing it in, and um, that's what like they they started to achieve more international sort of uh, recognition after they broke up, thanks to the uh, Nuggets and Pebbles series of uh, you know legendary series of uh, garage rock and psych compilation albums. So uh, so much so that they kind of reformed in 1980 to re-record some of their hits and release a uh, compilation album. So if you're getting into the uh, Ugly Ducklings, just remember, be careful of what you buy because uh, some of that may be the uh, stuff they re-recorded in the early 80s. Uh, They did re-record nothing, um, the song Nothing, which you're not going (laughs) to hear. Which you're not going to hear in this set, but uh, uh, well, let's just play some songs. This is um, the Ugly Ducklings out of Toronto, with uh, just in case you're wondering. Ugly 
understand more about fashion, we asked CITR student executive and fashion expert Jonathan Q what fashion means to him. It's just aesthetically something that's so ostentatious. Typically, typically. I mean, because of course, I mean, it's also, you know, I mean, when, when you say fashion, I think people are talking explicitly about uh, consumerism as opposed to someone who buys like, uh, like, you know, let's say, you know, someone buys a if you really want to know more about fashion, come on down to CITR in the Student Union Building of UBC and pick up some of our merchandise à la mode. Nous avons t-shirts, sweatshirts, socks, and coffee mugs. But it's also very aesthetically gripping. To keep you styling in support of the station you love. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Well, actually, is it? Because, I mean, you know, I was going to say because of the cultural vacuum that we exist within, but then, you know, uh, really, fashion today is kind of derived from the European idea of couture. And that's been around for centuries. Are you not sure where to go on campus? Traveling late at night and afraid to go alone? Call SafeWalk, a free service where a co-ed team will take you anywhere you need to go on campus. Don't walk alone. For a walk, add SafeWalk to your phone. Call 604-822-5355. That's 604-822-5355. Alternatively, use a UBC Blue phone and ask for SafeWalk, approach any SafeWalk team, or drop by our office on the main floor of the sub across from the gallery lounge. The 
back with you on 101.9 FM CITR. This is Stereoscopic Readouts. Um, Trapes through the Trapes Down Memory Lane. Uh, we're doing Ontario as part of our uh, July long series on uh, Canadian 60s garage rock and psych. Um, and that was the featurette on the Ugly Ducklings. Uh, you heard, just in case you're wondering, she ain't no use to me. Mama, keep your pig mouth shut. And uh, I'm sorry, that's really not very can- uh, Femcon. Um, and Gaslight, which was their biggest hit, uh, that topped the charts across Canada. And we're talking about the old RPM charts in October of 1967, displacing, among uh, other bands, the Rolling Stones' uh, We Love You. Uh, so there you go. <clears throat> uh, going to, this is, uh, the next band is a bit of a mystery. I don't know what they would have done in, um, in Toronto, although they probably would have fit in very well with the coffee houses along, uh, in Yorkville village, which was Toronto's sort of Kitsilano or Haight-Ashbury or, uh, South Kensington as it were, um, their hippie enclave in the sixties, um, they probably would have fit in very well there, uh, but I, I've got their album, which was released by or re-released by Pacemaker Records, and uh, I don't know very much about it um, other than it's a band called The Folklords. It's got a really awesome cover, and um, some of it tends to be a little plodding, but um, other it tends to be really wonderfully moody. And uh, sort of like, you know, if they'd been aware of it, maybe the Jesus and Mary chain could have been influenced by this band. But uh, talking about the Folklords, and this is Pardon Me, Judas.
Are you aware? Radio alternate Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. Profiling music and musicians take the root of positive action over apathy. And back with you on 101.9 FM CITR. The show is stereoscopic readout. We are almost to the end of uh, this week's show, which is Ontario Garage Rock and Psych, 1965 to 1970. If I had to put a label on it, there you go. Um, it's actually quite a long set. Ben is here. He's waiting in the wings to do live from Thunderbird Radio Hell starting at 9. That goes from 9 to 11. And then I believe it's the copyright experiment, but I, I'm not sure. Ben would know. Ben will tell you later. And you should keep listening, because I know you want to know. Uh, that set started off with the Folklords from somewhere in Ontario. Um, I don't know where. Pacemaker re-released the album, uh, released The Sunshine a few years ago, and it's uh, it's got some good moments on it. Uh, you heard Pardon Me, Judas. Um, Pacemaker also re-released the Plastic Cloud album. They were from Bay Ridge, Ontario. That's... If you're from on if you're from Toronto, you'll know where that is. That's to the east. Uh, it's kind of I guess near Pickering or Oshawa. It's it's east of Toronto. Anyway, Maple? Uh, no, no, Maple's to the north. Never mind. Um song called Epistle to Paradise. That album is interesting. There's some really bad songs on it. There's some really good songs on it. There's some really f- sort of folk rocky songs on it there's some really uh jarring acid rock on it there's some songs that sound like they were familiar with the uh velvet underground on it you should if you if you find it check it out it's got a lot of stuff on it some of it's even good uh three to one after that i don't know much about them they were on a compilation put up by yorkville records in 1967 dedicated to the show after four which was like a teen-oriented variety show which would occasionally have bands not unlike Let's Go which was filmed in Vancouver and basically had the same format um, I'm only including that rather cheesy cover of CMLE Play because it is the first known cover of a Pink Floyd song it was even released in the same year that Pink Floyd released CMLE Play so dig that and then a couple of songs from the Ottawa area. There is a compilation called Ottawa Rocks, the Sir John A. Records years. Um, it's got some good stuff on it, such as Don Norman and the Other Four, who you may have heard with Low Man, and a band called Heart, not to be confused with uh, that Seattle band with the Wilson Sisters. You heard a song called Treat Me Bad, and then the last one you heard in that set was The Sparrow. And they were a band. They were originally called Jack London and the Sparrow. Shortened it to the Sparrow, moved to Los Angeles, and became Steppenwolf. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, John Kay of Steppenwolf singing that one. You heard, uh, But they were known as the Sparrow in 1966 and 1967. And if you collect posters, say, by the... Um, particularly the family dog posters for the Avalon Ballroom. You'll see them pop up every now and again as an opening act. Particularly, uh, there's a particularly collectible one of the Doors' first appearance in San Francisco in 1967 with the Sparrow opening. So um, anyway, that song was called Tomorrow's Ship. 
Speaking of Canadians who went south and made, uh, or at least tried to make a dent in the U.S. industry, um, the Poppers, they made a big splash in New York City, apparently blowing uh, Jefferson Airplane off the stage and being immediately snapped up by uh, Albert Grossman, who was managing Bob Dylan, Peter, Paul, and Mary, and a whole bunch of other folk acts. Um, they kind of imploded later on in 19, in later on the same year in 1967, however, after a disastrous uh, performance at the Monterey Pop Festival. Not many people speak of it because apparently it was really bad. The bass player did a lot of really bad acid and just essentially fell apart. Um, and, they had to, and that was just the beginning of their problems. But uh, they did leave behind two albums, one of which was the classic and rather cheesy Magic People. And this is it.
Back with you on 101.9 FM, CITR Stereoscopic Readout, playing um, what was going on in Ontario in the 1960s. Um, that set uh, started with, what did it start with? Oh, yeah. Started with the Poppers, as I mentioned, with Magic People. Quiet Jungle was another um, Yorkville record signing. You heard their track, Everything. Um, it's All Meat. You can read about them on garagehangover.com as well, but uh, they, uh, they're they another um, Canadian band that uh, 
popped up in the Pebbles series of uh, garage rock compilations. That was a very late one recorded in 1969, but it was still very uh, garagey. Um, you heard the track Feel It. Um, the band was named apparently after a dog food ad that they read in a magazine. Bent Wind with uh, Mystify after that. And uh, Kensington Market, one of the more celebrated bands, um, sort of psych bands out of uh, Toronto. From their first album, Avenue Road, you heard Looking Glass. They had two albums out. Um, I can't remember who they were signed. I think it wasn't Atlantic, but it was, they They were, um, they did get some attention in the States. Um, but unfortunately, the uh, band packed it in after the second record. And the um, bass player didn't handle it very well. Ended up sort of committing suicide by starving himself to death um, after over-concentrating on yoga. I'm not making that up. That is exactly what happened. Uh, he starved to death. But uh, anyway, the show is coming to an end. Ben has graciously allowed me to run over uh, with one last song. We're going to go to a band out of Oshawa. We're sort of like a cross between, I guess, um, Jefferson Airplates. Airplates. Jefferson Airplates. That'd be a good name for Ben. Jefferson Airplane meets H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. I'm talking about Rain Ghost. And we're going to leave you with uh, Long Day's Journey Part 1. That is it for me this week. Next week, we are going to do the Prairies, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. And believe me, that is going to be one of my favorite episodes or a favorite episodes in this series because uh, there was a lot of really, really good stuff. Not a lot of stuff at all, but what came out of the Prairies was really good in my opinion. But anyway, that's next week. For now, I'm leaving you with Rain Ghost. And that's it. Goodbye.
everyone, we're from the UBC Food Society. Yummy. And we're the only food club at UBC. We're about feeding students, but also teaching them how to feed themselves. Through our restaurant outings and cooking workshops, we hope to expose you guys to the diversity of cultures, flavors, and food communities Vancouver has to offer. So if you want to get involved, email us at foodsociety at gmail.com or check up on our website at www.ams.ubc.ca slash clubs slash food society or you can even join our Facebook, 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 Facebook. Facebook group. The UBC Ski and Snowboard Club is a non-profit, democratic, student-run organization dedicated to promoting the sports of skiing and snowboarding and the associated lifestyle. We endeavor to make skiing and snowboarding accessible and fun by actively seeking out the best deals and discounts for our members, as well as organizing trips to local ski areas and setting up numerous social events. Come on one of our legendary trips and explore the glory of riding in British Columbia. Or join us at the bar to discover the true meaning of debauchery. Ask your roommate, ask your parents, ask the RCMP. Who has the most fun at UBC? You'll get the same answer. The Ski and Snowboard Club. Yeah. Joining the Ski and Board Club is easy. Come by our office, Sub 115, anytime with some money to become a member. Your membership gives you access to all the deals offered by our sponsors, cheap beverages at our parties, an invitation to all club events, and of course, only members can come on the trips. Attention grad students, share your research, find out what's going on in other disciplines, approach your work from a new angle. Check out Fire Talks, the interdisciplinary discussion forum sponsored by the Research Commons at Kerner Library. Visit bit.ly slash firetalk for more information. Are you looking for a volunteer opportunity that fits your schedule? Being a big sister takes less time than you think, and you can choose the volunteer opportunity that fits your life. Spend just one hour a week as a study buddy, tutor, or two hours a week as a big sister. Check out the various mentoring programs at Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland and find a volunteer position and a little sister that will suit you to a T. Visit bigsisters.bc.ca for more information today. It could be global, trance, spoken word, rock, the usual and the weird, or it could be something different. Oral Tentacles, Thursdays 12 to 6 a.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. Join us on Chips and Dip every second Thursday afternoon, 1 to 2 p.m. with host Hannah Fazio for the freshest local indie pop tracks and upcoming shows at CITR 